Hey everyone and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. This is your host, Cosmic Colleen, back with another weekly astrology update. It is Wednesday the 8th and today Venus ingresses into Libra, back into one of her home signs. That is very positive because you know Venus has been going through a lot over these last five months. Mercury will sextile Pluto today. Then on Thursday, tomorrow, Mercury moves into Sagittarius and right away Mercury will square Saturn in Pisces, Saturday the 11th, which is what I talked about last week, warned about. Mars goes opposite Uranus. And then on Monday, we got the new moon in Scorpio, and the new moon will be also going opposite Uranus. So I'm going to be talking about that. This episode may run a little bit longer than normal, but I try to keep it under a half hour if I'm talking about all these transits. Now, guys, I got to say, I am so sorry. Last week, I gave some false information. (laughs) I don't know what I was doing last week. I was just like, when I said the rest of November is going to be easy, I lied and not on purpose. I don't know what. I was like, how did I get there? When I sat with my notes this week and I really went into the next four weeks, I was like, wait, what am I doing? The next four weeks are going to be really hard, especially the next three weeks. Like November is not going to be easy. And I know you're like, what the heck, Colleen? Last week you said after this week and a half, you know, it will get easier, but it won't. And I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm like, I guess I just wasn't. Sometimes I'll sit with my notes. And I think last week I've just been clouded and tired. And I must have like, I have everything written down. I mean, I look on the computer, but I also have every single transit written down. I'm very like, I like it. I like to write things down. I like to see them written out in front of me, not on a computer. And I get, and I have so many transits written on each day, like the moon transits and all this stuff. And I guess I just I don't know. I maybe I skimmed it. I just like didn't read into the details. I know like big big transits throughout the year, but as it comes to these ones every month, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it let me slip my mind. So I'm sorry I gave you guys some false hope. I really am. I was like, "Oh my god, they're going to kill me. They're going to kill me." As I was writing out like the weekend after this cut next weekend, the weekend after that, I was like, "What is wrong with you, Colleen?" So I guess I just had a really spaced out moment there and my apologies because it's going to be tough and we are going to talk about it. The rest of November is a Mars November. We're beginning, we're ending the Mars cycle. We're beginning a new Mars cycle. Mars is getting hit with a lot of stuff. And as you know, Mars is a malefic planet. By nature, it likes to go to war. It likes to destruct. It likes to break things up. It likes to stab. It likes to ruin things. The other side of that coin is there is some good. Every malefic also has good. It's just that by nature, it tends to bring uh, chaos and wreckage. And, you know, by nature, it's not necessarily the planet that brings all the good. That's the benefics. But there is lots of good sides to Mars, too. It's just not its first nature. Mars is also our drive, our passion, how we get things done, how we go about things, our strong, strong energy, and the power force. So... Let's get into it, but we're going to stop. start with something lighter with the Venus in Libra. My, Venus, my Libra people and my Venus world people are finally feeling happy or comfortable again, you know, because Libra is finally happy and comfortable. It's finally making sense. It's not finally being stretched or questioned or, you know, those are all the things that have been happening since June, honestly. It's been stretched apart and changed and picked at and going over and over again and not sure who it is or what it likes or overanalyzing. And now it's hmm, home and it's home domicile. So we should be feeling a little bit more confident, loving ourselves again, or that self-love is coming back in an area that maybe it's been lacking. And that's going to be really for my Libra placements, my Taurus placements. You guys are really going to be feeling 
feeling that. You're going to say, okay, I'm feeling the love again. I'm feeling confident again. There's going to be a strong desire to make something desirable again. You know, not feeling so lost in the sorrow. And, you know, bringing back, again, joy and and, and excitement into your life. And again, we're all going to be feeling this to a degree, you know. But my Libra, my Taurus placements, or people with Venus in the first house, that's also one too, are going to be feeling this the strongest because that is their planet Venus. So they have been feeling these transits the most and they're really going to be feeling it strongest with this. So bringing back some joy and excitement. And again, my Venus people have not been feeling it really since since Venus went into Leo and began that whole fiasco that we talked about all summer. And then the South Node moved into Libra, which also kind of adds this like feeling lost or feeling like something is gone or being taken away or you're not feeling whole or the South Node can just bring this mm, lower vibration, I guess would be the right word. Not always, you know, there's beautiful spiritual awakenings that come from the South Node, but there can be this sort of feeling of loss there in the South, when the South Node. So Libras have been feeling that a little bit. Um, and that began, you know, right around there. So this will be recharging, having fun, self-care, having fun with self-care, and even having a lot of fun with like your daily routines again. You know, Taurus, Libras, Venus people, they enjoy their daily routine, whether it's making a nice breakfast or getting ready or exercising or doing, you know, especially getting ready. They, You guys have sort of lacked in that, and now you're excited about that again and feeling free. For now, and again, in general, for all of us, we're going to be going back to to those things of having great conversations with friends, you know, just not shutting up or taking care of our aesthetic a little bit, um, feeling some love from pets or family, just getting down to the basics. I feel like in Libra, there's a little bit of just getting down to the basics of enjoyment and figuring out really what that is. So now Mercury moving into Sag. Mercury is in its detriment in Sagittarius and in Pisces. It doesn't work as well. And in one way, you might be saying, well, why? Because there is this similarity, right? Mercury and Jupiter are both the mutable planets. They both, you know, Sag, Pisces, Virgo, Gemini are mutable planets. So there is this similarity to them. They tend to be able to um, understand each other or figure things out or kind of move about life the same way or, you know, hang out at a party and be around each other, both especially because that mutable energy is very flexible and flexible people enjoy being around other flexible people. So, however, Mercury by nature wants to be clean. It wants to be fast. It wants to be precise. And we're talking when it comes to communication. It wants to solve problems. Again, it likes to figure things out. It likes to communicate very clearly and it likes to understand. But like understand in a hard way, like I need to keep talking this out until I fully understand what you mean and figure things out. And they're very like on point. So they notice everything around them that's very on point. And they can connect, you know, how they, they have these sort of powers, these supernatural intuition powers is really through observation of the mind and how people move and what they see and all those things then communicate with their mind. However, it's Sag, right? Still mutable. Sag loves to seek the wisdom, right? It likes to communicate through that wisdom, but it's not necessarily so precise or needs to be very 
clean or understanding. It's very felt like, like this might not make sense, but it makes sense to me because I feel it. So for an example, you know, a Sag could be talking about the wisdom and be like, did you hear how the wind was moving? It was speaking to me and blah, 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 blah. And a Mercury placement is going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about, bitch? What do you mean it's speaking to you? Like, I, I didn't hear anything. Even, you know, I need to see the, the movements of the moon, I mean, of the wind and know exactly why the wind did that and what percentage does the wind do that at this speed and, and then this area. And then I can figure it out and understand what you're talking about. But the Sag is just moving in that wisdom and that's it. So there can be this miscommunication that happens there, especially when it comes to explaining a feeling or a desire, or a want. Often in myself and what I've seen with other people that have either the Pisces Virgo or the Gemini Sagittarius access across is like this miscommunication. It is not understood. Pisces, again, Pisces and Sagittarius, they're more on the feeling when it comes to the understanding and the wisdom. And the Gemini Virgo is more about like collecting the data and understanding what they know and what they see around them. So that can just, there can be this arguments of not finding the right words, not knowing the right words, not matching up the right words, miscommunication, things going a little bit wonky or all over the place, or maybe, you know, mutable placements don't always get so triggered, but, you know, you guys can get more triggered under this placement uh, for both of you guys. You know, all four of us can get more triggered under that. And, you know, Mercury can keep explaining or really want the explanation or go, 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 go. And Jupiter can get very overwhelmed like that. It's like, yo, I don't know. Leave me alone. I don't need all these exact. It just is what it is. So that sometimes can be where that is. Now, Mercury at, and, you know, there is this, you know, sometimes Mercury likes to go throughout bounds Again, but sometimes in Sagittarius, it just doesn't understand. And Mercury freaks out when it doesn't understand. That's what it lives to do is understand. So, and Sag just lives to be in the ancient wisdom and live that throughout the body. You know, its body can explain the wisdom, not its mouth. Now, Mercury right away will square Saturn and Pisces. So the desire to break away from an old structure or a boundary, this is going to be general for everyone. But again, my mutable signs, that's my, especially my Sag and Geminis, but also my Jupiter, my um, Pisces and Virgo can feel this too. But really, you know, we're all going to, especially with Saturn squaring Pisces. So all my mutable signs are going to be feeling this the strongest. So the desire to break away from an old structure or a boundary Uh, miscommunication around boundaries, wants, and desires. You know, there is going to be this sort of, wait, what is this boundary here? Or or how do we create this boundary to get what we want and we desire? Or maybe you don't want and desire something anymore, so you have to create that boundary. Feeling scattered or lost in your mind. And that's a big one because, yeah, again, you know, Mercury likes to make sense. It likes to download. It likes to figure out. It likes to problem solve. And when it's in Sagittarius, there's this feeling scattered or feeling lost in your mind, not necessarily sure which way to go. Unseen obstacle, you know, where it's hard for you to see the logic, especially with that Saturn, you know, with that square to Saturn and Pisces. It's almost like, boom, you know, you hit the wall where it's hard for you to see the logic. You can't communicate with someone or you can't make them see the logic or vice versa. They can't make you see the logic and it's boom, you've hit this wall. You've hit this communication wall. 
Overall, though, this can also bring, you know, it's an immutable sign. It's fast here. It can bring also some fun. Like we seek out desires that are like fun or otherworldly or like to party. I feel like when Mercury moves into Sagittarius season, which always happens, obviously, around the holidays, but there's way more in my life, you know, and I'm so Mercury rolled. I'm definitely way more like into the party scene. And I don't mean going to clubs. It's like all of a sudden... You know, I got a birthday party for a friend this Friday. And last week I went out. And the following week I got another birthday party for someone. And then I got a holiday party. And then I got a work holiday party. It's like every weekend is sort of this fun, exciting party, which is, which is you know, tends to be kind of big during Sagittarius season, which I know is the holidays. But we kind of are seeking out more fun than we are learning and understanding. It's kind of a, a more fun time. Or, you know, maybe learning and understanding and getting some spiritual wisdom through having fun is a big one, too. You know, we can have fun. I think sometimes when we get caught up in the spirituality, it's every day is a spiritual practice, right? Every day I have a spiritual practice. Some weeks, some months, I'm more on that practice. Sometimes I'm not. Life is funny. It kind of pushes us off the, the pendulum or the swinging wheel. But every day I'm committed to that. And someday, in some months, I'm doing tons of healing stuff in my free time. You know, I'm going to moon circles and I'm going to healing circles and I'm going to, you know, Tibetan singing bowl circles. And I'm with people doing that. And that's it. that tends to be like the beginning of the of the year and the first half of the year. And then in the second half of the year, I'm having fun. I'm just out doing and enjoying and and that's just as important too honestly for our spiritual growth sometimes i think we can get caught up on the spiritual journey and take everything so serious when there's also a whole side where we're supposed to be having lots of fun so embrace the fun and even if you feel like maybe you feel like you've been taking spirituality too serious for you or or it's like okay i need to bring some enjoyment back in i welcome you to do that and bring that in and and spirituality it comes and it goes you know every day though we build up a, a practice like every day even if i'm not 100 percent in where i'm like meditating for an hour and levitating and taking a bath and praying to all my angels and ancestors and guides. I do something like that every day. Maybe, you know, some weeks I only get to meditate for five minutes a day. And then, like I said, some days I'm doing the whole thing. And we ebb and flow even in spirituality. And remember, having fun is a large part of our spirit. And it can take us to higher vibrations when we're enjoying and we're laughing and we're fun and we're doing all these things. And on top of that, I think we're in a world that just sort of has forgotten how to have fun in some ways. We're we're strict. We're working 80 hours a week. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're doing that. So with this, I invite you to find some fun while Mercury's in Sagittarius. And especially when the sun enters Sagittarius, at the end of the month, we'll even be in that kind of fun energy more because we got a hard couple weeks. <laughs> so let's talk about the big weekend's transit of Mars opposite Uranus. So we have Mars and Scorpio, okay, going opposite Uranus and Taurus. So these are some of the things that came to me. So Mars in Scorpio right now. It's in the water sign of Scorpio, the deeply felt. It's in its home, you know, traditionally it rules over Scorpio. Uh, modernly, Pluto does too, but traditionally it rules over Scorpio. So there is this like kind of chaotic water. Imagine like, a big tsunami or a hurricane is starting to kick up a little bit. Let's say a hurricane is starting to kick up and you're not sure totally where it's going to go as it kicks up. And then when it goes opposite Uranus, <laughs> then we'll have an idea where it all crashes into. And so Mars is kind of stirring things up and making things a little bit more emotionally unpredictable. And again, 
we're going to be, you know, my Scorpio placements, my Mars, my Taurus placements um, are going to be feeling this the most. Even, you know, an Aries placements are going to be feeling this most because that's where Mars is too. So I know you guys have been going through it, but soon, soon it will be your time for pause. So there could be fighting for freedom with this. Like I feel this energy of like fighting strongly for freedom, breaking away from a chaotic emotional pattern or feeling something that's coming up and you're ready to just break away from it. Maybe the feeling all of a sudden came over that you don't want to do it anymore or maybe there is a fight or some sort of deep emotional wound that comes up that makes you like, that's it, I'm done feeling it anymore. And with Uranus, it brings this chaotic all of a sudden sort of surprise that tends to be electric and also by nature, it's also malefic. So it's not always easy, just this big like, bam, you know what? Slam the pen down, I'm done and never look back, that type of feeling. Uh, very sudden, again, Uranus, Saturn, and stubborn, stand your ground type of conversations or energy that it might catch you off guard. This is one definitely a transit to kind of watch for when, I don't know, you could say Mercury's in Sagittarius now, but even so, like sometimes people can be chaotic driving, if that makes sense, uh, even though Mercury is not really in the conclusion here. But with that, people are, are a little bit more erratic. So their emotional erraticity is is out there. So places where you go around a lot of people, I guess you could say, either driving, watch people who are road raging or just pissed off for no reason. If you're out in public, you know, pay attention to what's around you. Um this can also be, because we got Jupiter and Taurus too, beginning a war for what you want or believe in or what you love. So beginning some sort of war, like this is what I believe in, this is what I love, so I'm going to war for this. And we don't necessarily mean a physical war, like an actual war war, but like going to war, I'm gonna fight for this. I'm gonna fight for this that I love and I'm gonna fight until I get it in the end. Uncontrollable reactions that you just boom, explode and you just can't control and you maybe can't understand right away feeling impulsive or wanting to break free, rebel. Again, I'd said that again, but like feeling repulsive or breaking free. It could either be like a normal, like I need to free myself or it could be like, I'm sick of being in the status quo or being held under these restrictions or or this person places these, um, you know, expectations on me and I need to rebel and I need to free against that. Again, especially for my Taurus, Scorpio, Aries placements. Finally, sharing in an assertive way how you feel and tension when asserting one's desires as well. There can be some tension there, but, you know, being very assertive, this is how I feel. In in a collective way, uh, this week and next, like I said, it could show up uh, in the collective and it could unfortunately show up in more violence. And I know you're saying, I don't know how that's possible, but it's definitely is a little bit possible. And I was listening to the astrology podcast and uh, Chris and Austin were talking. It was at the end of the episode. It's like two and a half hours. So it gets to the end of the episode and they're talking about next week's uh, conjunction with the sun and Mars and Scorpio. And I believe they said it had not happened for 32 years. And that's beginning a new two-year cycle for Mars that will most likely bring a cycle of violence. And I and I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. I know sometimes we all want to hear the positive, but it's not all positive. And I would suggest going and listening to that episode. It's one of the more, re I think it's like the astrology of November and it's a long one, but if you get near the end, like, 
I don't know, an hour and 40 minutes into it. If you, somewhere around there, check around an hour and 40 minutes into it or like an hour and 30 minutes into it and start listening there. And they start getting into some of the things that have happened in history with um, this conjunction and a lot of the, the more violent, harder things that it has brought. And so that's interesting. If you want more facts on that and what the history of, go listen to the astrology podcast and go check that out. Like I said, I think it's around an hour and 30 minutes if you don't want to listen to the whole thing. Um, try an hour 30, an hour 40 minutes where they start getting into the details of the history of this Mars Sun conjunction. I'm going to talk about that on next week's episode, but that's part of what I had, you know, kind of missed these next couple weeks. Like I said, I was looking at like, what are you doing, Colleen? Are you blind? Like, seriously? These are not going to be, we got this weekend, which I already warned you about, but the next two weekends are not going to be overly easy or happy. But I don't even want to say for December. I'm, I'm pretty sure in my head when I did my long skim Decembers, okay? Now, on Monday, we got this new moon in Scorpio, and the new moon, though, will go opposite Uranus. So we would be beginning a new lunar cycle after the, you know, now we're done with the Taurus-Scorpio um, cycle. However, this new moon in Scorpio is going to be opposite Uranus. So the sun and the moon are going to go opposite Uranus. So some of us are going to have an emotional rebirth, especially after this weekend. So with the new moon, there is a nice recharge, right? But it is going opposite Uranus. So it could, like I said, for some of us, especially the Scorpio placements, so, you know, my Mars placements in Taurus, there's this emotional rebirth. And maybe after this weekend, you had a big, big, big reaction. And then on Monday, or a rupture within yourself, and on Monday, you're like, okay, I'm going to sit with myself. I'm going to write down behaviors or emotions I'm ready to let go of or people, you know, that I'm ready to let go of or how am I going to begin a new emotional beginning? I feel like for a lot of us, we should be focusing on something in our lives that maybe can bring us a little bit of emotional disturbance. It could be someone outside of us or it could be ourselves. You know, most of the time it is ourselves, a, a reaction within ourselves, just again, some sort of emotional disturbance. and. We're going to focus on letting that go. We're And I'm going to tell you at the end of this, like a little bit of a let go meditation to do with that, but kind of sit with yourself and say, what's really coming up right now? What's really coming up that is somewhat emotionally disturbing me? Now, with this new moon, there can be some deep emotional connections um, that can be found, you know, that are strong. Maybe it's a connection of something that you guys are like both sad about, but then you sit with someone and they understand. And then there's this deep kind of cathartic rebirth there. Um, maybe it's a deep connection that shouldn't be allowed Maybe a little rebellious, again, because this this new moon is going opposite Uranus. So maybe it's like this deep connection that eh, maybe I shouldn't have had a conversation with that person. But here we are, and this is what happens. And now we have this connected conversation there. Some of us can see the same cycle being brought back up again. When it comes to the chaos of our emotions or our perceived control, the control we think we have of those around us or the world around us, um, how, where, why is this cycle repeating for a final understanding or seeing how we can't let something go? In my experience in life, and as most of you know, I've, I've had a chaotic life, so I've done a lot, a lot of work, especially these last 12 years in self-awareness, um, self-evaluation, spirituality, and I've grown a lot and I've put a lot of work into my, my growth, and I'm very proud of that. And 
One thing that I do know is that when it comes to a cycle or something being brought up into our face again, whether it's a repeated pattern with a person, place, or thing, or our mind, it's being brought up for a reason and most likely is because we didn't actually change, shift, or fix. We didn't We didn't really change the pattern, so it's coming up in a different person, place, or thing. We didn't really, you know, change this, so it's coming up again. When something's coming up again, it is not done. You either didn't release it, you didn't learn what you need to learn from it, so you it's showing you, hey, you're actually repeating the same cycle here, even though it might look kind of different. When you get down to it, it's the same. So that's why we need to focus on the how, the where, the why the cycle is repeating. And this could also bring a freeing yourself, but in a chaotic way, like just freeing yourself, like I said, from expectation or boundary, breaking through that. You need the peace. You need the freedom. Now, this is going to feel like a... um, you know, a good time for a dark, deep personal alone time this weekend. And on Monday, um, you might be able to, you might be also just kind of craving darkness and solitude a little bit. Um, this weekend, ignore what I said about Mar- Mercury and Sagittarius, <laughs> except for my Mercury people, but especially my, you know, my people that are going through this transformation, this emotional, you know, transformation, there could be a dive deep and, you know, really like, I need solitude. I need darkness. I just need to be in myself. And if you're scared of that, then you definitely need it. If you're like, oh God, I don't want to sit alone and be with my feelings. Well, you need it. And you need to test yourself and make yourself do it because your feelings are not going to kill you. So this is one of the suggestions I'm going to say. I want you to take meditation. You know, I don't keep my med. You can do this in five minutes, two minutes, three minutes. I'm with the world. If you do this for 40 minutes or a half hour, you get the grand prize. I can tell you that. And I'm proud of you for doing that. But it's not required. I like to keep it simple for people. Not everyone has that mental structure yet or time. So close your eyes, take a couple minutes, and I want you to focus on something black. Look on, when you close your eyes, imagine, look to the middle of your stomach. Look down to the lower, the sacral and the root chakra, a little bit of the solar plexus chakra, that whole area. And close your eyes and imagine it's all black, a black, black, black hole and you feel your mind and your head diving into that black hole. You go open, fearless. You're not stopping yourself, fearless. You go into that black hole into your stomach, and you sit there. Imagine yourself there. You can feel your whole body. You can see your whole body in that black. Sit in that space, quiet. Try to quiet your mind for a few seconds. Take some deep breaths and see what shows up in that space of darkness. In that space of darkness will be showing up will be what's maybe disturbing you that maybe you don't even realize especially you don't realize what's disturbing your emotions where do you need an emotional rebirth how do you need to conquer this darkness that's showing up so make sure you have a pen and paper with you so you can write it down when you're in that dark space inside of you when you're there focus and write down how are you feeling and what shows up Is it a person's face and then you feel anxiety? Is it a person, you know, is it a habit or something you keep finding yourself in and then you feel sick to your stomach? Like, again, pay attention to what shows up in that blackness and your feelings. Right there, that will tell you the who, the when, the why, and the what for this cycle. Okay? So get in there and do not be afraid of the darkness. 
Well, you know, do are you afraid of the dark? What was that when we were kids? I used to love that. Imagine that. Do not be afraid of your darkness. Welcome your darkness. Welcome the darkness in life. Welcome the things that scare you in life. All right. I hope everyone has a beautiful day. I love you and goodbye.